I'm Rosanna, and this is AFL Obsessed. Thanks for joining me again. I am back from an awesome trip that I took to Australia. I know, footy homeland. And I'm just getting over the jet lag aftermath. But I also saw this amazing documentary that I think is required viewing. And I can't wait to tell you guys about that also. But back to the trip, I just feel like the going part of the trip is so much easier than coming back. I don't know. I feel like the timing with alignment and sleep schedule just seems to match and kind of meld together a little bit better on the trip there. But coming back, it just doesn't always seem to work for me or I haven't been able to find rest anyways in that sense. Um, Yes, I was sad that I went to Australia in the off season for the AFL, but summer was really amazing there, especially since technically it's still winter here in New York. And I was in Melbourne, which is just the heart of Footy Central. And then I went to Western Australia for the first time and also Rottnest Island, which may be my favorite place on earth. Um, And our friends actually did the Rottnest Channel swim from Frio to Rottnest. And for anyone who does that, you're a superhero in my mind because it is really far. When you take that ferry from, you know, Cottesloe Beach, I think, or around there is where they start. But when you take the ferry from Fremantle and you're riding it to Rottnest, all you can think about is how far they're swimming, actually. So, and rain or shine, that event happens. And I would just also like to point out that those are some shark infested waters. So again, superheroes, um, our friends actually did that swim. And they told us about how in the training too, even if something stings you, you just have to keep going. So That was crazy to me, but an amazing overall holiday escape because, like I said, I really needed that R&R, I think, from just escaping the winter here. And now that I'm back, um, all I can think about is just how amazing the trip was, and I can't wait to go back. So shout out, actually, to the Dr. Supercoach community. If you'll remember, for the last two episodes, my interview, Doc was actually a guest And he organized a meetup when I was in Melbourne. So shout out to all the peeps that came out. That was a really fun event. We did trivia and our team actually won, which is hilarious because first of all, I've never done trivia in a public setting like that. It was a really fun, like almost British pub like setting, even though it was a really hot day. Um, There was actually no AC in the building. So that was crazy. And there was this unexpected level of humidity. Um, And I don't know if I've said this before, but humidity and I don't get along. So that was a really crazy kind of weather event that we experienced. But overall, it was such a fun time. And again, I still can't believe that we won. So we actually called ourselves the slackers. So shout out to everyone that was part of that. And also a shout out to another podcast with an American take on Aussie rules. Craig is the host of A Yank on the Footy, and he has really meaty episodes that cover a wide range of footy topics, and I especially appreciate the deep dives that he has done specifically with AFLW and the VFL. So I really love how he came to discover the game. He talks about it in his first episode and just how he came to find the team that he barracks for. And I really feel like you'll all enjoy that too. So we do share that mutual love of footy and 
hoping to share that sport really here at Stateside and beyond. So check out a Yank on the Footy podcast. And someday I hope, Craig, we'll be able to catch a game together wherever that may be. And I'm happy to say that news is picking up in the world of footy in general with AFLW well underway and the AFL Marsh Series preseason starting along with the State of Origin game, which we'll definitely talk about. And I just wanted to address, before we get into all of that, the feedback that I've been getting for the episodes, but mainly for the interview episodes. That was the most feedback that I've received today. And I just want to thank you all for your really sweet comments and messages. I do read every email and every DM on Twitter. If you've written, you actually know that I will respond to all messages that I receive. So I really appreciate that. And I just hope you'll continue to message me and email and ask questions. You know how much I love having that convo. And it's always a little snippet of sunshine in my inbox and puts the biggest smile on my face because it makes me think about my favorite thing. So my email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail.com and look for me on Twitter. And that's just aflobsessed. So the biggest question that I've received from the beginning of the podcast, honestly, up until now, has been, which team do I support? And though I adore all players from all the clubs, I do have to tell you that I barrack for Essendon Football Club. And to fill that footy void that I experienced when I was going there in summer, Uh, Luckily, I was able to attend an open training at the hangar, which is the training ground for the Essendon Football Club. And for Americans, this is an open event that's held um, usually at the club headquarters. They do do tours sometimes at other cities, but you can actually watch the players train and run their drills like up close. You are out on the field with the players um, and they walk right by you and they'll literally talk to the supporters afterwards it's crazy um and it's so funny because I've been to games before and I've seen the players play but when you get that up close personal access like I mean just seeing Hooker walk right by me he is so beefy like he is just not just being able to see the players up close I don't know um I I honestly thought I was gonna faint and when I walked in I may have told the receptionist that today is the best day of my life. And I know that someone else who was standing nearby totally started laughing. Like it was really funny. And of course my boyfriend who I actually dragged there, um, you know, he's had the opportunity to attend one of these open trainings for his entire life and he's never actually been. And I may have dragged someone else there too, but it was really funny because the weather was terrible. And I know that everyone's like, okay, Rosanna, why do we need to go to this? Like the weather is so crappy. There's probably not going to be anyone there. There was actually a really decent turnout though. I mean, nothing can keep us away. If you really think about it, nothing can keep you away from the team that you really support. uh, If you honestly get to see them, at this up close and personal kind of level. And yeah, as I said, it was really, really like it was rainy and um, we're standing out there with umbrellas. It was really cold. It just kind of reminded me of the winter here that I left intentionally that I must have brought there somehow. Um, But yeah, just being on the field, it was so great to see everyone and mostly every player was on the field except for some of the players with injuries. So Um, 
But I think the highlight of that entire time (laughs) was um, just being so cold outside that we felt like we needed to just run in really quick and just grab something to drink. And literally as we did that, who do we run into but Joey Danaher in there just ordering and waiting for his coffee, which is hilarious. No one, I don't even think, noticed. Um, He was literally just chilling like I I don't even know how to describe like he was so chill and just everyone around him was kind of doing their own thing I don't know if they recognized him or I don't know if they noticed him but again like knowing me next level obsessed I know I may have professed my love for him (laughs) and I tell him that I saw him in action on Anzac Day which is one of the most memorable games of my life and I think I was gushing about him to some of the assistant coaches that were nearby who may also have been waiting for their orders. And it was really funny because my boyfriend actually left for a period. And when he came back, he's like witnessing like me just going crazy, probably. So I'm sure that was a fun event for him, too. And he was probably he probably couldn't wait, honestly, to just drag me out of the room because he's just like, oh, gosh, of course. Um Again, I may have professed my love for him. So sorry about that, Danaher. Sorry, not sorry, actually. And it was really funny because as we were leaving, um, Andrew let me know that the person that I was gushing to is also a star former player. Like Luke Ball actually retired before I started watching, but he is in every sense of the word, like an equally amazing player. And here I am just gushing about like how great Danaher is. So that was hilarious. But yeah, I would 100% go again. It was such a fun experience. If you have the opportunity to go to open training and you've been debating about it, definitely go because for a lot of the footy clubs, they will come up to supporters afterwards and take photos with you, chat with you, sign whatever. It's just an amazing experience. And again, something we don't get here on the state. So you're very, very fortunate. So yeah, I wanted to talk about the state of origin game, which went down and I haven't seen one of these before, so I think it's been a number of years where they've skipped this. But from the outset, I honestly thought this would be a match between location-based, you know, states and territories facing off because, again, state of origin, it just sounds like. And it was an all-star game, but for a first-time viewer, I guess I was surprised that instead of it being like a face-off between conferences or two halves of like a league competition. It was actually a super team composed of players from Victoria and then just all the other super stars and all-stars. And it was called Victoria and all-stars facing off. So that was an interesting kind of division, I guess, Um, I'm again, I'm not used to watching this. So it was something that I wasn't expecting. And when I think of an all-star game, I think of just all all all-stars. There's no like, you know, division or separation in that. But um, it was really interesting. So definitely tell me your thoughts. I'm interested in hearing about what other state of origin games you've seen and maybe how they've classified those games, because I think that it keeps changing over time. And maybe this isn't quite the, you know, mix that they're going to go with in the future, but it was just an interesting face-off. And again, I know it's preseason, so nobody wants to get injured, but very, very light tackles. Really, nobody was trying to hurt anyone else. So, you know, it was kind of the essence of the game that we all love, but not quite the game that I was like ready for and hoping to see. 
So I have talked previously about the timeline of established football clubs, and I'd like to talk about the third club in the history of the AFL, and that is the Carlton Football Club. And they were established in 1864, 156 years ago, which is crazy if you think about it. And they're known as the Blues, and they are in um, the suburb of Melbourne, Carlton, and they're known for just having a number of successful eras and winning 16 premierships. They're one of the most successful clubs in the business, and their color is navy blue. And I just wanted to play their theme song. So that's the theme song for you. They actually have a pretty long interlude with instrumentals, which we'll go ahead and skip. But I do love the overall feel of that and just kind of that, you know, old school kind of men's chorus, I guess, if you will, kind of singing. And yeah, their notable players are Chris Judd, Stephen and Sergio Silvani, John Nichols and Craig Oh, I'm sorry, Greg Williams, and my favorite current player would be Patty Cripps. So moving along, I did want to talk about that documentary that I saw that I really think everyone should, if they have the opportunity to, to see, and that would be the Australian Dream documentary. And it's something that was released last fall that I really, really wanted to watch but I didn't have access to it. And luckily I saw it on the Qantas flight. So I was able to view it that way. And the documentary actually addresses, um, you know, the indigenous population in the country of Australia, but also the inherent racism that they experience and kind of how that underlines and under, like there's an undercurrent of that, especially with indigenous players in the AFL community. So, um, and it also centers on Adam Goods and his personal experience playing for the Sydney Swans and just how he came to love the game, join the club, and then ultimately leave due to the racism and the backlash that he was kind of getting. So there, are, it really resonated with me because there are so many parallels with my own country, I feel, and its history. And even though ours is more complicated and complex, um, simply because we have like a longer history to draw from. I really, you know, for better or for worse, do think from an educational standpoint, it is a must watch. And it just reminded me of how dimensional the game is and that it's more than just what happens on the field. 
Um, it's a much bigger universe that we've all been introduced to. And it just reminds me of what attracts me to the sport in general, like that sense of community, the community of the players, the players with their fans. Um, and yeah, it's just a sport that's not only that play, but that whole sense of community and how you become invested in the people in the community and how we all, and myself included, were able to just meet amazing people as a result of this amazing sport. So footy does have that power to bring, you know, everyone together and hopefully we can all collectively celebrate the sport that does bring us all together and no matter where we are in the world. And I hope we'll all just kind of remember that and how it unifies us. And I'd also like to introduce a spotlight segment. It's something that I've wanted to incorporate for a while now on, um, you know, an individual that has inspired me or that I admire, but actually isn't an athlete. So it's something that's some person that's footy adjacent. So many people actually are, you know, surround the sport of AFL and are either behind the scenes or help to create and kind of maintain the game that we all love. And so my obvious choice maybe for listeners is actually Peggy O'Neill and she is a lawyer from West Virginia so yes I did pick an American for my first spotlight segment Uh, Peggy actually moved to Australia in 93 and settled in the Richmond suburb and was introduced you know, by default to footy by her friends there. So her support story and um, just her support in general just grew organically in a way that I love. She became a player sponsor and then she worked on establishing Richmond's supporters business networking group. And then in 2005, which isn't that much later, she was elected to their board of the Richmond Football Club and she's chaired different communities, excuse me, committees during her um, time with the club. But ultimately she was selected as club president in 2013. And I am just so, it just made me so excited when I heard about this and also just coming to know her because she is not only the first female president of Richmond, but also the first female president of any AFL club. So You know, I just think that that's such a huge feat for someone who, you know, is an immigrant to another country. And she was able to oversee the 2017 and 2019 premierships, both of which I was able to see on TV, not in person. That would be amazing. But also she had that successful bid for an AFLW team, which entered the comp this year. And Peggy O'Neill has been awarded the Officer of the Order of Australia for her distinguished service to the actual sport and to the advancement of women in leadership roles. So for her leadership and values, like I salute you, Peggy. Um, I always think of you and Dusty holding the big cup at the premiership in 2017 when they finally got that win after having a drought since 1980. And yeah, I just all the applause and accolades for her. And if you'd like to nominate someone for the spotlight segment and you're willing to share, um, you know, anyone really with me and maybe about me reading about it. I'd really love to hear. I think there are so many unsung heroes and so many more people that I'm looking forward to bringing to your attention and to also sharing with you in the community. Um, Just, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please email me at aflfootyobsessed at gmail.com. 
And yeah, thanks for listening um, and discussing or just me rant and discussing like a wide array of issues encompassing the sport that we all love. And we'll talk footy soon.